Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podca- podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a trusted partner. It's ran by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, um, former former guest on the um, Black Knight Nation podcast. We thank Higher Echelon for sponsoring this uh, podcast. And we have today, we have Ray Stith joining us, uh, former Army cornerback. Ray, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to join us today. No, but uh, thank you for having us, Al. I'm um, honored to be here. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, this is a on the podcast. We really just kind of walk, uh, have the uh, former Army players or athletes walk us through their journey to West Point, maybe their recruiting stories, so to speak, together. And wondering if you might have a, you know, a unique uh, recruiting story or how did your recruiting go with Army and how, how did you end up at West Point? Yeah, so uh, so great questions there. I don't know if my story is unique uh, to anyone else, but I think it's pretty unique to me. Um, so I was born and raised in Newport News, Virginia, um, down on the peninsula, the Tidewater area. And, uh, you know, I'm a little biased, but I think we play pretty good football down there uh, on the peninsula in the peninsula district uh, in, in Virginia. And so played football, you know, from the time I was seven, all the way through high school, uh, wasn't a very big guy. Still, I'm still not a very big guy, uh, to be honest with you. But uh, wasn't a very big guy coming out of high school. I think I weighed all of 145 pounds my senior year of high school, um, and I was recruited, um, you know, pretty pretty well uh, a defensive back as a receiver, um, but not a lot of Division One you know, A offers, you know, FBS, as we call it now, um, used to be, you know, Division 1A, you know, and then we used to call, you know, the other stuff, the FCS, uh, we call it 1AA or whatever the case may be. So I had a few FCS officers, um, offers, I'm sorry, not a lot of FBS offers, but uh, West Point was one of the, you know, the FBS teams that recruited me. And so... To be completely honest, as a I was, I was a pretty uh, uninformed kid uh, when I got letters from West Point and it said Army on the top. My immediate response was, "Well, I'm not going to the Army. I'm going to college, so I don't need to read these letters." Uh, because I, I wasn't very informed about West Point with the Army football team. And sure enough, my parents uh, kind of got me to take a look and, and, and do my research, if you will. And I found out a little bit more about West Point. Um, watched the Army Navy game uh, in 2001 of my senior year, uh, which was the last one <laughs> that Army won prior to the 14-year streak. Um, and I got a better sense of what West Point was all about. So I went on my visit. My dad's former Marine. Um, my mom and dad went on that visit with me, and my parents fell in love with with the campus fell in love with the culture, fell in love with what West Point could bring me after graduation. And me being a 18 year old kid who just wanted to play football. Uh, at the time, Todd Berry was the head coach. And he told me, unlike a lot of these other schools, hey, you know, if you're good enough to compete as a freshman, you'll compete as a freshman and you'll get to play if you're good enough to play. Whereas everybody else was telling me, hey, you're kind of small, Let's get you in the weight room, get you beefed up a little bit, and give you a chance to play 
after a redshirt season. So all those factors, parents loving it, great future, opportunity to go compete to uh, play as a freshman, and then not having a lot of knowledge as to what else was coming. Uh, it was it was a decision that I'm glad I made. Yeah. Um, you know, when you go into that, right, you take your visit and you see what West Point, a lot of even recruits today are really impressed now. I mean, the facilities are, are now, I mean, where a lot of uh, Power 5 programs are. I had uh, a recruit visit in the recent class and said, hey, there's not much difference between this and like a, a, a Power 5 school where, as far as facilities-wise. But then you get into the whole like, you know, okay, now it's not just it's not just football at West Point, right? And then you get into like your experiences at like Beast Barracks and what's that? I mean, that's kind of an awakening a little bit, I imagine. Was that, I mean, even though your father was a Marine, was that a little bit of awakening for you? What Beast was all about? And did that kind of get, was that like a, a start for you, so to speak, a reality or, so, or something? Or Yeah, you know, as I said, going into it, uh, I was pretty ignorant to the entire experience of, of, of West Point. I didn't have a family member or anyone who had gone through it. Um, I didn't have any friends or, you know, guys and girls that I maybe played with or graduated with uh, in high school that had gone to West Point. And so in a way, in my world at least, I was kind of the first person to, to go through that experience. So didn't know what to expect. And you're right, Beast was, was a little bit of a wake-up call. Um, not... I didn't know what to expect, and I'm glad I didn't have expectations because uh, I probably would have thought differently about it, you know, going in with expectations. Um, I do remember in Beast Barracks, uh, you know, for me, life has always been about making the decision. You know, I believe that when you make a decision, um, you stick with that decision until it becomes either dangerous or unhealthy for you to continue going down that path. Uh, and unhealthy can be mental, you know, it doesn't have to be physically unhealthy, but if you get to a point where the decision you made is starting to put you or your loved one in danger, it's affecting you uh, from a health standpoint, mentally, physically, it's probably time to change that decision. And so when I when I remember the first Sunday we had uh, at Beast and, you know, it's been a week of, these new experiences and people yelling at me and telling me what to do. And it was unexpected. Uh, and we had church service that Sunday uh, and never been a, an overly religious guy, uh, but, you know, did, did attend church um, and growing up. And so we had the church service. I kind of had a moment and I remember looking out over trophy point. It's a nice sunny day. You got the hustle in the background the, you know, the, the pastor at the time sounded like Charlie Brown teacher, you know, nothing's going on registering in my head because I'm just in my own world. And uh, I probably shed a tear or two during that, during that time, you know, not really because I was upset, not because I was hurting, but, you know, just the emotion I was going through. And I think after that, I made that decision, like, you know what, I'm here. This, this is it. This is what I decided to do. This is what we're going to do. And I think after that day, West Point was never easy. Uh, not, <laughs> the beast, you know, the academic schedule, football, nothing was easy there. But after that day, after making that decision, it, it got a lot easier, if you will, because mentally I committed to doing what it takes to, you know, to make it out of that situation. Yeah, I mean, at West Point, right, uh, some 
football players or some cadets might see um, maybe the first year, the second year. And, you know, until they go to class that first day, junior year in the firm, you know, it's just, you know, they still might have some questions, but for you to have that right there and there, that here, this is my home. This is where I'm going to stay. This is where I'm going to put in the work in football. Here's where I'm going to put in the work academically. And, you know, during the military uh, training stuff too, that's, that says a lot. Um, how did, how, what was freshman football year like for you? I mean, did, did you get a chance right away to make a mark and, um, how did that go? Your your first say camp, so to speak, because you're coming out of beast, right? So I don't know um, how that affected you. Because sometimes back then you were coming like a couple days out, and you were going right. You weren't getting like the summer to take classes or anything like that, right? I mean, you were coming right from beast. So yeah, I remember. You know, we had um, you know we had we had the march back. Well, I didn't take that back. We had our, our I forget what the exercise was called, but our you know twenty four hour operations um, exercise that we had at the end of Beast. And after that, you know, the football players kind of left and we went to football camp. And like you said, it was, you know, you finish your, your mission at 7 a.m., ate some breakfast, and, you know, probably by 10 a.m. you were, you know, on the back of the truck heading back to West Point um, to start football camp, you know. Um, so there wasn't a break. Uh, you know, mentally, I guess it was a break because you were going to go do something you love, but there was no physical break whatsoever. Uh, but freshman year was good. I I came in recruited as a defensive bat, but I played quite a bit of receiver in high school too. And so I think freshman camp before the upperclassmen arrived, uh, we were just there. You know, I kind of got to trial on both sides of the ball, if you will. Um, they had me playing receiver and then they had me playing defensive back and ultimately I like to say I made the decision to play defensive back uh the guys who play receiver will always say that defensive backs are only defensive backs because they can't catch I can catch the football but I like to think that I don't like to get hit <laughs> um so I you know ended up moving over defensive back and um, played in a few games in, at defensive back um in my freshman year played a lot of special teams uh, and pretty much played every single game on special teams until I broke my wrist uh, probably halfway through the year um, as a freshman. And then I had surgery, and the rest of the year, probably like the last three or four games, um, I didn't play because I had a cast on my, on my, left, my left wrist. I remember what that first college game experience was like for you. Do you does the, do you still have memories of that game of when you, you were able to put on the uh, Black Knights uniform and you know run out to the field and you know that experience? What that was like? Oh, it was like nothing I ever felt, nothing I ever experienced before in my life. Um, that game, you know, I think we played Holy Cross our first game, uh, and it was a home game, and you know the op opening day at Mikey Stadium is always a big deal. Uh, generally speaking, the weather's pretty good. Um, the fans are super excited, you know, for the thought of a new season. And the crowd at Mikey's always great, regardless of whether there's 20,000 people in there or 30,000 people in there. You're always going to get, you know, a, a good a good atmosphere. So I've never played in front of that many fans ever, you know, and that was nice. Um, we didn't win that game. Uh, we should have, but we didn't win that game. 
my freshman year. And so that part was, was not great, but just running out in the field, um, you know, having the fans go crazy, hearing the music, you know, hearing the cannons go off, all that was just amazing. It was, you know, probably one of the most eye-opening, you know, experiences I ever had in college, aside from Army Navy, obviously. I remember um, watching games and uh, toward, you know, after your freshman year and, you know, watching you play corner at Army. And it definitely, there was definitely, you were a physical guy, right? Playing corner. You were a very aggressive guy. And um, just when, um, I guess, you know, the freshman year doesn't end the way you want it to, but what do you think kind of turned the corner for you at West Point to where, hey, you know, you were competing for a starting spot and you were getting into games and then you were able to, you know, uh, contribute on defense and make plays and that kind of stuff. When do you think that kind of happened for you? Uh, yeah, for sure. After um, the offseason, well, after freshman year, that offseason, um, I'm not sure how much I weighed um, going into – Going into the offseason, I know I was probably I probably played around 100, somewhere between 155 and 160 pounds my freshman year, um, and I think I probably gained 10 or 15 pounds um, going into my sophomore year. And I think even though it's still not very big at all, um, I think the difference in size uh, gave me a little bit more confidence. Um, getting on a strength program like we had at West Point, maybe faster, um, which gave me a lot more confidence. And then honestly, I think the biggest confidence booster for me was the special teams play I had as a sophomore um, returning kicks, because that was the first, you know, you know, you play DB, you make some tackles, you know, you, you defend some passes, you run around a lot, but you're not, in the spotlight unless the ball's coming your way. Whereas if you're a kick returner, every time they kick the ball, you know, it's the spotlight's on you. And so I remember my sophomore year, first game of the season, um, I had a couple of really good punt returns, uh, one of which uh, went back for a touchdown. And I think that game shifted, you know, my confidence moving forward for the rest of my career, honestly. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so this past season we had uh, Tyrell Robinson return a punt for a touchdown, and it was the first time since 2007 that it happened. So well, yeah, that wasn't something. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, for you to do it in that first game of you know, early in your sophomore season definitely had to be a boost, right? And it definitely like a confidence that you said. And um, I know that back then, you know, the wins are not coming as much as you uh, the team would hope and stuff like that. And I'm just wondering, like, how do you you know, you're, you keep it going, so to speak, and get out there every every day, every practice, every game. And, you know, the Army team is noted for, you know, the toughness, right, strength, toughness, and just not flinching. And so I'm wondering, like, how does that progress, like, you know, your sophomore and junior years where, hey, the results might not be there, but, you know, you're still trying to do your best to get the team that, that, that victory. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was probably the toughest part of being on the football team, decision to your point, we didn't we didn't win very much when I was there. Uh, you know, my senior year, 
um, my, my team captain year was the best season we had both in the win column and in terms of the way we competed um, since I, you know, my, my entire career there. But it was tough junior year and sophomore year um, with all the losses. But I will tell you, I would think there was two things that really helped both of those seasons. You know, I think the first was, uh, you know, the team captains. You know, you, you got guys out there who <clears throat> who are really good leaders, um, and they they motivate. You know, and, and they lead not only by you know what they say, but also what they do. Um, and when you see a guy go out there and give everything he's got every single game, and you know that he's bought in. Um, and he's your leader, you want to do the same thing. And then also, you know, everybody talks about the brotherhood, um, and it's a real thing. You can't line up next to these guys every day, you know, for your entire football career and not care about them and not want to make sure that you're doing everything possible to to do what's best for the team. So I think those two factors come into play when the season isn't going the way you want to. You look at the man next to you and you realize, like, I can't. I can, you know, I can't not give my all, regardless of what the results are. You know, I got to come out there every day and, and, and do what I need to do and, you know, to try to win this football game and try to make this team as good as we can be. No doubt. Um, I want a couple questions for you. One, I want to – I try to ask this to all um, former Army football players because, you know, I think especially back then, right, it was a Conference USA schedule that you played in, right, and – uh you know, just wondering who might have been the best player you went up against when you when you were at Army. Who might have been a guy that you might have had to go up against? I mean, you're shaking your head, so maybe you have an answer off the top of your head. So, I mean, you get what? I guess the question would be me personally up against, or just guys we played against. I mean, we played against some really good football players. Uh, you know, I off the top of my head, some of the NFL. Some of the guys that went to the NFL, um, Roddy White went to UAB, played against him, um, you know, played against Matthias Kiwanuka up at Boston College in my senior year, uh, played against Michael Bush at Louisville, uh, LaFleur was quarterback at Louisville, uh, Shelton was a running back at Louisville. They had a great squad there. Um <clears throat> Who else did we play against? Uh, I think Dan Orlovsky played at uh, at UConn while I was at West Point, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I thought a former guest said that you might have played against Chris Johnson at East Carolina. Is that does that ring a bell or no? I think Chris Johnson might have been um, – a little – I'm not sure if we played against Chris Johnson. Um, but we did play against D'Angelo Williams at Memphis. Uh, and we did play against Matt Forte at Tulane. <laughs> uh, so there, were, there, were some, there were some guys who, you know, became – depending on what team you root for in the NFL, you know, they became household names. Not Hall of Fans or anything, but definitely guys who you would know if that was your favorite team uh, that I lined up against – on Saturdays um, during my time. And they were – it was pretty good guys. Yeah, I mean, Conference USA back then, I mean, it had a lot of – I mean, had a, a lot of good offensive talent. Every team had probably a couple guys that were going to get their shot in the NFL. 
And, you know, with an independent schedule now with Army, um, uh, you know, they get the Power 5 team on the schedule here, you know, here and there. And, you know, they see some pretty talented players. But that, that on a week-by-week basis, I mean, you're going against somebody that had a legitimate NFL career, you know. I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah, that's pretty impressive. Um, you know, what you do you think this- I was going to say, so you bring that up, and uh, one of the things that I remember, and I we have to look back at the actual rankings at the time, but my senior year, uh, we lost, I think, our first five or six games. Um, and out of those games, I think three of the teams we played were top 25 teams in the country. <laughs> so you talk about a tough schedule. Now, granted, that wasn't the Conference USA schedule. That was uh, – or maybe well, that, was, that was my that was my senior year. So uh, it was. I mean, it was tough. It was tough lining up every Saturday, especially early in the season when you know, as a team, you're trying to figure figure out how to gel. Uh, you need a couple of opportunities to play against some folks that you know are on your level. Um, and when you play against top twenty five teams every other Saturday, <laughs> that's, that's that's tough to do. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's it. I can't imagine like starting the season out like that, right? And then you guys still found a way to, you know, like you said that, you, um, captains, you know, step up and you find a way to get through that. And there's going to be guys banged up from those games, right? There's going to be guys that are, you know, no team is healthy after the first game, but you know, you find a way to to get on the field and make a difference. And you guys were able to. Do you think you kind of you finished? I mean, were you satisfied with the way kind of you guys finished strong your senior year, or you know finished the, the way you did, or just the way you kind of kind of fought through that start and got some made made something positive out of it? Or, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I think uh, you know being the team captain that year, just watching the team go on that the run we went on and competing at the level we competed at. Um, it was it was good. Obviously, still not the results we want. We didn't make a bowl game. Uh, didn't beat didn't beat Navy. Um, did beat Air Force for the first time at Air Force in you know a couple of decades, which is which was really cool. Um, but we didn't we didn't get to the ultimate prize, which you know obviously beating Navy, you know, and going to a bowl game and winning a bowl game is what you want to do at the end of every season. And we didn't get there, but we gave ourselves the best chance. You know that I had my entire four years there, which was which was really good. Um, I was I was proud to be a captain of that team, which results a little bit better. But uh, to your point, to fight like the team did, especially after starting the season, you know, with a bunch of losses, you know, we could have easily said, you know, just a repeat of the previous seasons, or you know, here we go again. But the team didn't do that. The team kept fighting, and uh, you know, said gave ourselves a chance. Yeah, we remember the Army teams, right, that have the the 96 team and the teams recent with the 10 and 11 wins and stuff like that. But sometimes those teams that kind of um, maybe didn't get to that ultimate goal, there's still some good stories within the, within those teams, right, and how they, they persevered and stuff like that. Do you have a a, a, a memory to senior season that sticks out? like, Because I was going to ask you what your your best experience as an Army football player is, but maybe do you have a memory um, – 
your senior year that really stands out about, hey, this is what the brotherhood's all about and and the like? Yeah, I think, um, you know, <laughs> it's crazy to say, but, you know, when you come from playing football from the time you're seven years old like I did, you know, through through the age of 21, um, you, you have quite a few winning seasons. Uh, and one of the things that I – and it's silly to say this, but one of the things I thought was so cool as a little kid watching the high school team and then being a high school player, you know, and you have the little kids on the sideline is when you're winning a football game and you're a starter and, you know, you got to let some of the reserves play in the fourth quarter because you're winning, you know, and you don't want, you know, you want to get people experience. You don't want to get people hurt. And so throughout my entire West Point career, um, I'm not sure I can remember a game where we were winning so well that the seniors or the starters got to sit out because we were up. Now, there were some games where we were, the starters came out because we were losing so badly, uh, but never one where we were winning so much that they let the reserves play. And so I think one of the coolest memories for me is senior day. Um, as a senior, I got to experience the same thing I got to experience in high school where I was a senior, I was a starter, and we were winning by a large enough margin to where I got to, you know, be on the sideline and waving at the little kids in the stands and throwing my gloves and, and you know, uh, wristbands up while the reserves got some playing time and then being carried off the field as a senior after winning, you know, a football game in Mikey Stadium. The last one we had in Mikey Stadium as seniors was really cool. Yeah, no doubt. Did ask you, I'll ask you this uh, about being voted the captain, just the honor that was, because I don't know how that worked when you played. Now it's the team votes. I don't know if the coaches voted you the captain, but can you talk about that, um, about the, the honor of being a captain your senior year? Yeah, it was it was the team vote back then too. Um, and it was something that, honestly, I'd never – that was never a goal of mine to be a team captain. I always just wanted to do my part and make sure that if I was called upon by the team, then I was doing what they needed me to do in that moment uh, to help us win. And so it was, it was a bit of a surprise to be voted as a team captain. Uh, you know, I considered myself a leader, but you know, I didn't think I was any more of a leader than anyone else, you know, in that room. But big honor for the team to vote me as team captain. We had two on defense and two on offense, um, all of which are still really good friends of mine to this day. So, you know, I think more than anything, the thing that stuck with me most about being voted the team captain um, <clears throat> is that I didn't do, in my opinion, you know, I didn't do anything that was trying to rally anybody to vote for me. In fact, like I said, I don't necessarily had a goal. I don't necessarily have a goal to be a team captain. It's just something that my teammates thought I deserved. So that was that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, the last game you guys played um, at Mikey Stadium your senior year was against Arkansas State, and that was uh, I was just checking out that twenty uh, two thousand five schedule. Yeah, that was like you said. That was <laughs> that was that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, so you said uh, we were talking before the podcast. Then you, uh, after you, your football, you know, your playing career is over. You, you're GA at um, the academy uh, for the 20, 2006 season, 
And um, talk to me a little bit about what transitioning to the army was like for you um, after that and, you know, your experiences there. Yeah, transition to the Army uh, after being a grad assistant was pretty smooth. Um, I think one of the things I learned after leaving West Point is if you have no experience, you know, with military families, um, specifically Army families growing up, um, you get a sense that West Point and what we call the real Army are the same. And they're not, um, you know, prime example. At West Point, you know, you see majors and lieutenant colonels, you know, walking around all the time. You know, you see Fulberg colonels, you see, you know, generals, you know, on a daily basis. Uh, and while you have a lot of respect for, you know, all those men and women walking around who've earned that rank, it becomes sort of normal at West Point to see a lieutenant colonel. It comes becomes normal to see a, a full bird colonel walking around. It becomes normal to see a general, uh, you know, on a weekly basis. You get out to the real army. <laughs> um, that that rank carries a whole lot more weight uh, than it does at West Point because there are a lot less, um, you know, field grade officers within each unit. And then also, you know, you get your own sort of freedom, if you will. You get to live your life. You're an adult. Uh, and the army still is your career. You still have to do what's necessary to be successful, but you can have your own hobbies. You can have your own things that you enjoy on the weekends. You can, um, you know, you can do whatever you want to do after work. And you know, things like that were a surprise. But the transition was great. The transition was, I mean, being a platoon leader to me um, was the best job I ever had in the army. Um, you get to be with your guys and girls every day. Um, whether it's back stateside or deployed, um, you get to do what you signed up to do every single day. Um, I like to call it the BGI Joe, um, which is what I signed up to do. And so I loved it. I love making that transition. I love, you know, what came with it. I love being a platoon leader. Uh, it was all great. It was all great going from GA you know, to Bullock and then finally made it to my first unit probably about seven months later. Um, did you, in your time of service, did you um, have any uh, run-ins with form? did you, run-ins, did you work with any Army football players? A lot of times on the podcast we hear, hey, I served with this guy who was, you know, either my teammate or who I knew or who might have been 10 years back in the Army football you know that you had to work closely what did you um did you did you uh, get any uh, tours overseas uh in in those situations or no so oddly enough um i'm not sure that i ran into um i don't know that i i had any army football players that were um in my direct chain of command uh while i was in the in the army but you know, in terms of just people in my unit. Um, I mean, I remember my first, my first unit as a, my, my first time as a, as a battery commander, uh, Jake Murphy, who was a teammate of mine, was a battery commander in the same battalion as me. Um, within my unit, my actual battery, uh, I had two Army football players as lieutenants <laughs> um, under me in my battery 
Uh, when we first got to Fort Hood, we had a flag football team that was comprised of probably five or six Formula Army football players <laughs> on the same flag football team, plus a few other course board athletes, a couple soccer players, baseball players, uh, all playing flag football together. So, and then, you know, going to Afghanistan, uh, running into a few of my former teammates while in Afghanistan, you know, being stationed at Fort Hood, which is one of the biggest posts, running into a, a couple of former teammates at Fort Hood, same out of Fort Bliss, which was my first duty station. Uh, ran to quite a few football players at Fort Bliss, or former football players. So I experienced a lot of interactions with former Army football players while I was out there. Uh, nobody was ever my boss, but a lot of people worked side by side with me. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, but uh, one more one more question about service. Um, you know, you know that what is what's that? How you or somewhere out there in, in Afghanistan? I'm sorry, sorry, you broke up a little bit on me there. Can you repeat that one more time? I'm just wondering, um, you know what. When you're in Afghanistan, you're serving in Afghanistan. How did um, as an Army football player kind of might have helped you through that time? I don't know what where you were, what the situation was, but still, you're overseas, and it's it could be hostile. So. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I mean, I think I, I go back to two things. You know, I think uh, not quite the same in terms of the, the emotions, but. Uh, similar to my initial decision at West Point. Um, so I'll, I'll paint a picture for you. So my deployment to Afghanistan. Um, at the time, I was single. I'm, I'm married with, with two children now. But in 2007, when I deployed, I was single um, with no kids. We left El Paso on Christmas night um, and we ended up in Afghanistan and we landed at Bagram Airfield um, on December 31st at about five in the morning. It was still dark outside. Uh, so just for perspective, we left on Christmas night, December 31st is my birthday. So I left the US on Christmas night and landed in the war zone first thing in the morning on my birthday. Uh, so you can imagine what's going through my head mentally in terms of, you know, being at war there. Um, as I said, similar, similar to my, my time at West Point, um, you know, you land in Afghanistan, it's much like in terms of just the atmosphere, weather at least, uh, it's, it's similar to West Point in that it's gray and it's cold, <laughs> um, you know, where we were, and uh, Pawan province and in, in, um, in Afghanistan. And so you go through a mental exercise of, you know, all the things that you go through. And I had a similar moment where, uh, you know, just kind of mind my own business, thinking about things. And it's like, all right, you're not going home. You're here. If this is, you don't have a choice. Like, let's, let's, let's be a man about it and do what we have to do. And so, making that decision 
um, once again, the flooring wasn't easy, uh, but it was much easier once I made the decision that this is this is where we're going to go. And like I said, it was an easy decision because I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> it's not like West Point yeah. where I could raise my hand and said, I'm done here. You can't really do that uh, when you deploy. So, and then in terms of lessons and, and takeaways from being a West Point football player, as I said, that was my time as a platoon leader was the best ever and I was platoon leader when I was deployed. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's like being with the guys, you know, uh, on the team. You know, you, you have that bond, you have that family atmosphere, um, and you're willing to do whatever it takes, you know, for the man or woman next to you. And when you're a leader, you know, that carries a little bit more weight and you have a little bit more responsibility, which I which I really um <clears throat> I really harnessed that and, and was proud to have that responsibility placed on me. And so Similar to being a team captain on the West Point team, I kind of looked at it as my responsibility uh, to not only lead these individuals um, in terms of on missions and, and getting us where we need to be, but also establishing the mentality that, you know, we were going to be good and we're going to keep on doing, you know, regardless of the outcome, we're going to keep on doing things we got to do to try to be successful every day. Um, and thankfully, you know, we took all those men and women over there and brought all of them back home. So that's always a plus. Wow. Great story. Really appreciate you sharing. Um, just want to, uh, one more, um, one more question. Just want to ask you, you know, what you're up to now. I know you're working with higher echelon. Just talk about the transition to the business, you know, business world after the military and, uh, what you're, what you're up to now. Yeah. So, um, I'm working with higher echelon now. Um, I lead the HR function, uh, for higher echelon, Joe uh, brought me onto the team a little over a year ago now, and so I've been with the company a little bit over a year. Prior to that, spent ten years with another company, um, moving around in a couple different places, whether it's operations or uh, the commercial side of the business or HR. I've done a little bit of everything there. Um, the military was great in terms of, you know, I think what people that go to West Point and serve in the military. I think a lot of times, you know, especially Army football players, I think sometimes we take for granted, you know, what that experience does to you when it comes to, um, you know, your your emotional capacity, I would say. Um, I think a lot of us, whether it's from West Point, whether it's from playing sports, whether it's from being in the military, whether it's from being deployed, maybe it's a mixture of all of it. I think you build up a level of, of, you know, mental fortitude that you take for granted sometimes. Um, <clears throat> and what all of those things combined has helped me to do is to realize that, you know, nine times out of 10 in the business sector, um, it can wait. You know, if it doesn't happen today, uh, unlike the military, most of the time, no one's going to lose their life. And so approaching everything with the mentality of we're going to get the job done, we're going to do everything we can to make sure we accomplish the mission, but also realizing that there's no need for you to put yourself into a, you know, a bad state on something that can be completed tomorrow uh, has really helped me with my leadership um, in corporate America. A lot of my teams, you know, I like to bring a sense of calm to the team. Uh, so they realize that like, hey, if I'm not freaking out about it, you shouldn't either. 
And if you have any question as to whether or not this is a big deal, don't worry about it because I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know if it's a big deal or not. So I think that's the biggest piece of leaving, you know, West Point in the military and having the experience as a football player that I brought with me. Um, you got to make a lot of fast decisions at the DB out there. Uh, don't have to make them as fast in the business world. <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty neat that you kind of um, higher echelon. There are it's it's kind of like the Army Football Brotherhood kind of reuniting with Joe Ross, yourself, Rick Roper. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some guys. Uh, Juice too. You know, I'm sure I'm missing a yeah, bunch Steve of other Spalding guys. Yeah, Steve on the team as well. Um, you said Rick. Uh, Joe, of course, Juice, Steve, myself. Um, yeah, those are those are all the former football players that are there. We have a few other West Point grads, but not yeah, all football players. Gotcha. Hey, Ray, really appreciate you hopping on today, sharing your story with us. Um, great stuff, um, guys. If you're uh, any other podcast you like to listen to, check out our YouTube channel. Man, we have a lot of uh, spring footballs in gear right now for Army, and we have a lot of videos up there. Uh, we have a new video with Noah Short up there by Lynn Fern, practice video. Um, Booby Law is up there, too. We Just a, a lot of football um, player videos from practice. They're short, but they're, they're right to the point about what's going on with the offense. Um, and uh, check out, our, like I said, check out our YouTube channel for podcasts like this. Um, give us a subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Um, check us out on the podcast platforms too on Apple. Um, we're all we're all replace Apple, Spotify, and uh, Ray. We really appreciate you popping on, and look forward to doing this again soon. And uh, thanks so much. Thank you, Sal. I really appreciate it. Um, and obviously, I can't leave this podcast without saying beat Navy. Uh, you know, we got to make sure we beat Navy again this year. Absolutely. Have a good one. All right, you too.